Does that make you feel at home, Holman? Uh, no, it makes me feel like I was uh, in England last week. Weren't you? I was in England last week. <laughs> I will uh, mention that the Queen was home. Oh, really? Yes, because when I went by Buckingham what? Palace, the flag was up. What? Uh, there's some things that the English do really well. And what? There's some things that the English don't do very well. And I know we have some uh, UK listeners, but I don't want to uh, offend them. But I have you know, think it's so loud? I can't hear you. What? Keep telling your story. <laughs> I will tell you that. Uh, that cracks me up. Why doesn't it crack England you up? England is awesome. But they cannot cook breakfast or any other food to save their life. Oh, you don't say. Sorry about the food. English fare is indeed awful. <laughs> uh, it, it's true. People told me the food over there is awful. And you read the menu, and the menu is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And you're going, this sounds great. By the way, they have more avocado and jalapenos in England than they do here in Southern California. They do? Everything is like jalapenos and avocado. I'm like, I could do this. Uh, English food is sort of like an amalgamation of several things with their spin on it. So, like Eng- their bland spin on everything. Uh, it's not even bland. It's mm. just it's not good. Mm. Like for example, um, English breakfast. Everybody sure. says you should have a proper English breakfast. Okay, and, and proper English breakfast sounds good. It's uh, baked beans mm-hmm. and a grilled tomato mm-hmm. and uh, grilled mushroom mm-hmm. and bacon and eggs. So they scramble their eggs the same way no matter where you go, and they are runny and disgusting, and they aren't fluffy, and it just isn't right. Their baked beans are really good, Mm -hmm. uh, very good, actually. Mm -hmm. I was one of the few things. Mushroom, I'm not a big fan, and uh, grilled tomato is a grilled tomato. But the most disappointing thing was bacon. Completely undercooked, not crispy, limp and white. And it it just, I will tell you, you know what they do well there? Their toast and bread is amazing. Their Mm -hmm. butter is amazing. And I must have drank about eight gallons of just regular old English tea with a brown sugar cube square dropped in my cup. Yeah. And I loved it. Holman, I miss you already. Oh. Thanks for the nice dinner and breakfast. Oh, oh wow. Hey, Alice. Hey, wow. who knew? Um, <laughs> this is actually Emma. Oh, this is this Emma? Yeah, Sorry. Emma. Ooh, are we cheating on Alice? I figured that you had a story about Emma. Over oh, there. No, uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, I've got lots of stories, most of which I can't talk about. Are you kidding me? Embargo. <laughs> you go to London? And you can't share stories? Well, I got other stories. So before we do that, before we start the show, let's thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor. Absolutely. Because without Nissan, you wouldn't have the uh, world's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 mile, on the most reliable truck, according to J.D. Power and the quality survey. I just got notice, uh, well, not notice, I just got the word from Nissan actually on the way to the studio today Uh that I was going to be getting a brand new Titan. I hope it's the XD, but I'll be super stoked, even if it's the V8. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I get in August for a little over a week. Uh, I think it's the second week of August. Is that the one where you were uh, lambasting and haranguing me that Nissan hadn't reached out? And I said, did you check your email? I don't know what lambasting or haranguing is, <laughs> but yes, I was doing both of them. Uh-huh. And then I said, check your email. You go, oh, there's the email Well, because right I sent it to my personal email. I don't see that as much as my work email, uh-huh. but I did see that and I got the great news and I'm very excited to share some Nissan love. All and right. I'm going to give it, I don't really feel like, well, I'm going to give you a review whether you like it or not. No, I want to like it. You do? You yeah. want to? Like I it. want to like it. <laughs> <laughs> you like it. Well, I'm saying you, my review could suck. The, the, True. the Nissan truck is going to be an A+. 
I'm just letting you know that. Oh, good. Now, okay. Right? All right. So it's going to be very skewed. <laughs> I'm going to say how much I love it. Oh, all right. Well, that is uh, definitely not how journalism works, but nope. it does work when nope. they sponsor your podcast. Not a journalist, but that, they are our, our sponsor. That yes. being said, the Nissan Titan is a great truck. And if you're in the market for a half ton or half ton plus truck, you want a 5.6 liter V8 or a 5 liter Cummins. Ooh, get the XD. Check it out. Well, what if I need a van? You can get an NV2500 or 3500. What if Ooh. I need like a midsize truck, though? Well, you can get Frontier. Oh, yes, Frontier. So uh, head on down to your Nissan dealer and check them out if you're in the market for a new truck. And also, we have to thank our friends Decked. By the way, I got good news from Greg at Decked. Okay, what What did uh, he say? He says, many, 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 many people have signed up for our contest. No joke, really? Deck.com slash truck show. Go okay. check it out because they Is are- Is it still open? Is, it can is you still, still until July 31st. Okay, so here's the deal. We are giving away a trip for two to join us August 10th right here at Motor Trend at the headquarters. So this is the place that uh, they shoot all the shows and Hot Rod and everything else. And we're, we, our studio is in the Photo Cove, which is pretty darn impressive. There's cars in here, in and out all the time. We're going to be filling the parking lot outside here with food and drink and Omar will be nope. spinning. Just Dr. Pepper. Just That's what I mean by drink. Oh, okay, good. Uh, did yeah. you confirm with Omar? Do we know that's happening? It is. Yeah, it is happening. Oh, great. 100%. Okay, well, yes, he's friending me before or after we meet. Okay, uh, I don't, we'll make him friend you. Refriend me. Yeah, he'll refriend you on Instagram okay. once he's here. So he's okay. going to be spinning for a little while. Uh, basically, he's just showing up for the free food. Uh, okay, well, which <laughs> I haven't, I, we haven't even figured out the free he's food. He's the guy that does all of our jingles and stuff like that. So uh, he will be there. Make sure you go to our Facebook page, at Truck Show Podcast. There's an event uh, with all the details. Please RSVP if you're planning on coming. Uh, bring your truck. Yeah, I want you to bring your yeah. truck or your Jeep, or uh, it, even if you just get an Uber here. I don't really care. If you're in the Southern California area, come visit August us. 10th, hang if out. you're looking for an excuse maybe to go to Disneyland, take the family that weekend. August 10th. It's going to be 1 to 5 p.m. It's a Saturday yep. right here at Motor Trend. But, but make sure you go on our Facebook event so that way we have headcount. Yes. And also check out deck.com for all your cargo storage solution needs for your pickup truck or your van or uh, your bedroom. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're, I guess, oh. Because you could put your bed on top of it and have drawers for all your socks. That is a great idea. See, you would never lose socks with six feet of drawer space. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and those buttery smooth Texas ball bearings rolling yeah, out there. Yeah, but what if, I, you, <gasps> Greg didn't tell us how they react could with dog hair in them. Could you sleep in one of those drawers? Uh, I don't think so. No. Well, I mean, you and I couldn't. Maybe a kid. Yeah, maybe right. a kid. Oh, Put your kids in them. Yeah, it's like a, oh, it's a trundle bed or <laughs> yeah. whatever you pull that out. Yeah, like a coffin. Just slide <laughs> I don't it think I there. want my kids in a coffin. <laughs> no, uh, no. On that horrible note, yeah. let's uh, let's start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman Hello. tell me about good old london uh, it was cool. So uh, I had a chance to uh, hang out with uh, Land Rover. Okay. And we got to go wheel uh, at the Land Rover Experience. At they East flew Moore. you out as, so you were on duty as a journalist. I was there as a journalist. Okay. And got to wheel uh, a brand new Range Rover Sports uh, with their new Ingenium, I believe they call it, uh, straight six uh, mild hybrid, which was a really great uh, powertrain. I uh, got to wheel in mud and water crossing. Explain and to me what a mild hybrid means. So, so how do you have a mild hybrid? So a hybrid can run on uh, 
basically the electricity alone, sort of the electric motor alone. A mild hybrid assists the gas powertrain. So you're never fully on. It's just like it makes it easier. Like the new Ram it's is- It's e-torque, a, right? Yeah, the e-torque okay. motor. That okay. would be a mild hybrid. Or okay. the two liter on the uh, Wrangler JL, for example. Or you know, Land Rover, going back to that example, they have a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle now. That hybrid is plug-in and you can go all battery power for like 31 miles. Mild okay. is it's just an assist. Got it. Uh, so we drove those. Uh, it was super awesome. And um, dude, what a crazy! Did you, did you do serious four wheeling? Yeah, or we did pretty serious. It was, okay. it was cool. What, um, I don't think when you think of England, you don't think of like real off roading. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there is, but like I'm not it's familiar more enough like, with the country. You know, it's like it's like the gentleman's off roading. It seems you know? like, like I would that. just say not, green pastures that roll in hills. Yeah, sure, but there's still like deep canyons and rocks and water crossings and sod and a ton of bugs and stuff. But uh, anyway, so we did that. <laughs> ton of Here, bugs. This is what will mess you up, though. We started the day in. Left-hand drive Range Rovers. Okay. Driving on the left-hand side of the road. Okay, so on that, that's total, screwing you up. Yeah. Total mind F. Like, okay. you're like trying to remember. Because then after lunch, we went in right-hand drive English Land Rovers, but still on the left-hand side of the road. Oh, my God. So trying to pass on the interstate right. or what they call the motorway, trying to remember which one's the number one lane and which one's the passing lane. is It's crazy. Did, you veer, roundabouts. Off, did you veer off into the wrong? No, no, no. You're, you it's, 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 it's like patting your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time. Like you're constantly, it takes a lot of brain power to figure out what the heck you're doing. Were you and, exhausted when you got yes, done? Yes. It wasn't hard to do like on the motorway, but when you're making like left-hand turns into the close lane, right. like we would make right-hand turns here, but you're on the left-hand side of the car. Because it's a European model, oh, not an English model. Lord, and here this is—I never knew That's this about England. That's a recipe for disaster. I never knew this about England. They buy their gas, petrol, in liters. I, of course they do. Full metric system, right? Except they have miles, and they calculate their fuel economy by miles per gallon. No. Yes. No. And I asked one of the guys oh. who was uh, driving us at one point. No. I said, "I said, why does no. what is it?" They go. It's our last stand to the EU. <laughs> we, uh, no we, way. we need to have our own little thing here. Really? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Isn't it weird? No way so that we're, they do that. we're driving and it's miles per hour, but you're on the wrong side of the road and the wrong side of the vehicle, and you're just the whole thing. Wait, is but crazy. our cars here have kilometers per hour. Well, yeah. If you go to Canada or Mexico, you can swap it. That's not. That, sure, that's not the point. England is metric, right? Except for miles per hour, right? But but I get it. Like that's the weird part is we under we have both. So we have both imperial and metric here. But and, not in terms of driving. But there you would expect them to only have metric. Right. They don't. It's crazy. It's weird. All right. And then the highlight of the trip that I can talk about <clears throat> mm-hmm. would be the uh, visit to Classic Works, which is a factory-backed um, restoration shop. And they will uh, restore basically any Jaguar or Range Rover product. The Jaguar XJ220, which was their supercar, Yeah, I could not believe it. I mean, there. I think there were only the XJ220. Uh, is that um, it? Looks squashed. It's very flat. It's, it's a very... supercar. Yeah, it's a mid-engine supercar. It was built, I believe, in like '94, '93. Okay. Looks somewhere dated, like that. doesn't it? The one that no, I'm thinking. No, no, it's gorgeous. The XJ. One of the be- one of the best looking supercars ever made. Okay, hold on, googling it. XJ220. It was, I believe, it was called the 220 because they wanted to go 220 miles an hour, and it ended up doing okay. 212. Uh, it looks dated to me. No. Yeah, it no, looks it's dated so, to me. It's so sexy. Yeah. So they only made like 275. I mean, it's a good looking car. There's there no were question, six but... of them there. 
You know what looks dated? The there wheels. There were six of them there. Oh, really? Six. Out of 275 ever produced, six okay. of them were in one place. So you're talking these have to be worth three, four million a piece then? God, I have no idea. Okay. I, I, if you have to ask, a uh, service on them is like $20,000. Oh, my God. Because you got to pull the whole engine and all this. Anyway, uh, crazy to see them all there. There were Series 1 uh, Land Rovers that they were rebuilding. Uh, some were in you know, pre-build form. Others were absolutely phenomenal, better than the factory. Uh, and now, because the factories are storing it, they're using the the nuts and bolts and doing everything. And the guy who runs it has just an incredible knowledge about Land Rovers. He's almost like the Rick Payway of England. Okay. And uh, just just a super special thing to walk through and watch them rebuilding all these things from from you know the ground up and. Uh, just a stunning experience. So that was very cool. So England was cool. What's the stuff that you can't tell us about? That's uh... embargo. What's what's the stuff that you can't tell us about? Um, I can't. Uh, uh... <laughs> Come on. Oh, by the way, I sent you an audio clip. Yeah. Um, I was at a place called uh, Caffeine and Machine. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, like a sort of a, a cars and coffee type place on the side of the road and mm-hmm. was had very cool things. There's everything from like Focus RSs to uh, Volkswagen uh, overlanding vans to um, uh, Toyota MR2s, BMWs, Golf, GTIs, mm-hmm. motorcycles, Ducati, Triumph, a Lamborghini. And then in the midst of all these cars is Ooh, a, a Raptor. Truck, a tr- oh, oh, a Raptor. What? A Raptor. Had to stand out like a sore thumb. Not a U.S. spec Raptor either. Right-hand drive Raptor? Nope. Oh. It was a Lobo. What, what do you mean a Lobo? In Mexico, the F-150 is called the Lobo. It is? And this was a Mexican Raptor. It was a Lobo Raptor from Mexico imported to Great Britain. So I uh, got a quick interview. All right. So uh, here I am somewhere in the U.K. at a place called... Uh, was it something in machine? Caffeine and machine. Caffeine and machine, which is this awesome, uh, I guess, bar, pub, yeah. car spot. And this is a place where there's everything from uh, Land Rovers to Mini Coopers to John Deere tractors. And then something just caught my eye. There's a uh, crew cab Raptor brand. So we were out in the countryside in this place called Cotswold. Mm-hmm. And it's our hotel was like 600 years old. Like it was amazing. And it's this just like little town in the middle of the country and all these old cottages and just a really cool place. I mean, uh, a lot of people say that's the tourist destination in the uh, UK for uh, people who live there. And mm-hmm. so being summertime, uh, school was almost out and we just a little bit of traffic and stuff. But we're out in the countryside. John Deere, John Deere, John Deere, John Deere. All over the place. John Deere tractors. So I'm like, how freaking cool is that? And then you'll love this. Uh, leaving Heathrow on the um, uh, Piccadilly Circus line. Okay. All right. The end of that line on the tube, as they call it, or the, the underground, which is their train system. Mm-hmm. The line that I was on, uh, it terminates in a place called Cockfosters. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and I didn't quite go all the way there. Uh, we got <laughs> we got off a little bit early and hung out in uh, downtown London, which was amazing. Uh, would love to go back there. Um, we had spent a bunch of time in Piccadilly Circus area mm-hmm. and uh, went by Buckingham and London Bridge. And unfortunately, Big Ben was covered in scaffolding, so didn't get to enjoy that. But the we trip was play awesome. The, play the rest of this uh, interview? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you completely forgot that we, we had mid-interview, didn't you? No. <laughs> Who am I with? Mark Yates. So uh, tell me a little bit about how there's a, a raptor sitting over here in the U.K., uh, this was, was one that uh, an importer that uh, imports a lot of U.S. trucks into the U.K. He had, this is one of five that he last brought in, um, but 
they're more than pound for dollar. I mean, that sounds there at nearly £80,000 sure. compared to a $65,000 truck in the US. But Although we have dealership markups on these that go up to hundred grand. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, sure, for sure, I understand that. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit big for our roads. Yeah. But, uh, Everything gets in your way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm guessing everything small looks at that thing in the rearview mirror and goes, "What uh, the?" I'm big into my American cars, and I have a, a, a '78 Trans Am as well. Okay. And this was parked with next- the engine turned dash. Yeah, full full bandit. Four hundred. Uh, yeah, four. Yeah, I've just been stroked though with a full kit to a nice. four sixty-two. But parked next to that, it looked like a toy car, and that you know, unbelievable. It's- so, what what is it that you do that you you we were talking and you like to. Uh, you like the American cars? You like some Ford? Did you engine management software? Yeah, or stuff? so we have a company called Revo, and I've got the whole team here because we, we're local, and uh, we have a couple of facilities local to here, and then we have a place in the US. Uh, primarily, it's Volkswagen Audi uh, tuning for all the new Audis and Volkswagens, and we started doing the Ford stuff about seven years ago in the Focus RS and the the Fiestas and Mustangs, uh, especially when they came out with EcoBoost, and this was just the next thing for me, so we could start looking at the 3.5 EcoBoost. Because 450 isn't enough. <laughs> so, uh, so here in the UK, yeah, tell me about it. So here in the UK, well, what kind of restrictions do you have on tuning or emissions, anything like that? Any of the things that we have to uh, contend with in the US? No, we don't have anything like carb here. Um, there's certain, obviously, you, you have the restriction. You cannot remove a catalytic converter. Sure. You cannot remove a DPF off a diesel. And now, we, obviously, we have the uh, the GPF, which is the gasoline particulate yep. uh, filters. Which, uh, so we, we, you know, we do. Uh, we're working with those with the software. In fact, on the new Ford stuff we just took possession of the latest Mark 8 Fiesta ST and working on the new three cylinder with the with the GPF so yeah so for us you know this is, this is my first time here we've we've done a couple of events it's awesome there's an Aston Martin behind us there's a Lamborghini yeah, I mean there's all yeah. sorts of crazy stuff in this parking lot yeah I think last weekend they had an event here and they had 700 cars how would you fit? So there's there's cars board. parked in the horseshoe pits. Yeah, so. this wood. Apparently, yeah. there's something like seven acres here. Okay. And they got another big event this year, but it's was set up. It's opened up last October, I believe. And I've just been talking to the owner. So, so, I, so explain to me why. So I'm confused because I've been to uh, the UK only passing through Heathrow. This is the yeah, first time yeah, I've been yeah. out actually in the countryside and driving. Yeah. You guys are metric everything, but you go by miles and miles per hour. Uh, we do. It's what's strange. So you, <laughs> this is one for you now. Is that our cars are in miles per hour? Our fuel tanks are in liters. <laughs> no, sorry. Our, our computers work out miles per gallon. Okay. But we buy fuel in liters. Weird. Yeah. So, so okay. we're half and half. We haven't fully let go of the <laughs> imperial measurements. You'll, you'll, you'll decide yeah. which way you're yeah, non-committal. I, I still, I still talk in feet and inches. So. So what? about the raptor obviously it's a badass truck but you know what will you do with it here in the uk but most importantly what's it like driving like you said it's big for the roads and there's a lot of two lane and they, they call it the a the a roads the b roads yeah 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 well the nice thing is you don't have to see around stuff you see over it yeah right that's true <laughs> everything's short here says, oh you can't yeah they say well do you get over tape because you're on the wrong side and you can't see around but yeah. the beauty being so high you can see over the top of it and it's not something like a van or a yeah. another big truck but no we, we'll, we'll start looking at product on that before long even some aesthetic parts so it should be you know quite good but first thing is to do some um you know some power upgrades on it and maybe looking at new turbochargers and uh you know i spoke to um the guys in the u.s at sema two years ago um god the exhaust manufacturer uh starts with b 
Uh, there is uh, well, there's a bunch of Borla probably. Borla. Borla. I spoke to the, the owner of Borla. I can't remember his name. Um, and they've they've just done some turbo, uh, larger turbos for one of these. Cool. But we do all that type of stuff anyway. So this will fit into our our engineering program at some point. But obviously for this market for the UK. But as a company, we have four hundred. 400 plus dealers through 36 countries so we're only okay. business to business so we have a international podcast especially those yeah. in the UK is there a Instagram Facebook a way yeah, for people yeah. to find your company yeah it's uh, uh, actually let me just uh, where's Dan he's our marketing guy okay. Dan what's our Instagram and Facebook uh... um, Instagram's at only underscore Revo and then Facebook is just Revo just R-E-V-O yeah. R-E-V-O yeah okay Yes, good. Awesome. Well, nice to meet you guys. Thank it's you. always crazy to see American stuff over here, and uh, it's kind of kind of fun. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Well cool. done. I'm uh, I'm stunned that Revo Sunglass Company didn't already have those handles. That's yeah, uh, bizarre. I, I, I have no idea. So I, it is what it is. Uh, they talked about American vehicles. We talked about American vehicles being over there at the Classic Works at the uh, at the Land Rover Jaguar restoration facility. They had a bunch of American cars like a uh, four-porthole Buick Woody Wagon. Oh, nice. Uh, apparently, they had bought a collection of all sorts of uh, Land Rovers and Jaguars from a guy. I think he had passed away, and it was a 500-car collection. And there were probably, it's got to be 400 of them are Jaguars and Land Rovers. And they said, you can't piecemeal it out. You have to, to all or nothing. So they got all these like wacky American and other weird stuff, and mm-hmm. they use them for the in, uh, the movie industry over there. Ah, and and so that's where you go if you need a bunch. of So they have all sorts of interesting other cars that aren't British. It's uh, it'd be interesting to have um, a conversation, a show about car collections. Oh, because, for sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of us just have one car, one truck, whatever. But there are guys that have twenty five, fifty, a hundred cars. And and they're, and they're all over the world. Oh, yeah. It is wild. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to... Uh, I want to know who the foremost truck collector is. Let's go find that guy. A truck collector ode A truck collector ode That's a mouthful. You know what would prevent you from putting that uh, truck collection together? Uh, no. What? If you had a train holding all of your uh, trucks... Mm-hmm. And it derailed on the way to your uh, store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's not exactly what happened, but we did lose a lot of trucks this last week in a crazy train derailment. Well, when you yeah. can mix up wrecked trucks and wrecked trains and nobody gets injured. There's no way that you guys didn't see this this last oh, week. All where over social. There's a train derailment in Nevada, some, um, I don't know, kind of obscure spot uh-huh. in, in Nevada. And 30 cars apparently went off. Well, you know what? Let's just play this. Crews in Caliente, Nevada, spent their day cleaning up a mess. More than 30 cars on a Union Pacific train derailed. Caliente is about 30 miles from the Utah-Nevada border. The train was hauling new Jeep Rubicons that are now, as you can see, severely damaged. The cause is still under investigation. The Lincoln County Sheriff says the cleanup could take four to five days. Forward of five days. That was courtesy of Fox 13 out of Salt Lake City. Um, I have a treat for you. These were not just Rubicons. These were no, brand gla- gladiators. new Gladiators and Silverados yeah, and GMC Denali's. Yeah. Oh. So I got a treat for you. I know the guy who uh, took the photos, and we are going to call him right you now. You know the guy that took the photos that we just saw on this Fox 13 news yes. report and the one that were that was all over the internet? And the one on trucktrend.com and fourwheeler.com. I need you to dial immediately. All right. This is Josh Jones from Killer Captures. With a K? Killer Captures with a K, I see Yes, here. it is. Hello? 
Mr. Josh Jones, it is Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's happening? Good. How you guys doing? Fantastic. We have an intro real quick, so don't say a word. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? Well, Josh, I wish you were here with us because then you would pull up a stool and you would share with us. But you're just going to have to do it where you are. We need to hear your story. So, Josh, tell us the story. Uh, first off, what you do for a living. You're a, a, a professional photographer, correct? Yeah, for about four years now. Okay. And so you shot the most talked about event in trucks this last week. How did you get the shots that uh, kind of rang across the world, <laughs> the, the that, truck world? That, that caused uh, shudders through the uh, truck market. <laughs> yes. A lot of tears. <laughs> Well, thankfully, where I live, we're a fairly small community. I mean, our town's only got maybe about 1,200 people in it. And so I do a lot of uh, – I'm also an automotive technician uh, as well. And so I do a lot of work for the railroad on their vehicles and so forth. And so I'd heard about it through basically the word of mouth. And it's about – I'd say about 20 to 25 miles south of where I live. And you pretty much have to have like an off-road vehicle to access it as well and yeah i mean as soon as you come up uh you come up and there's you know three or four car rail haulers right in the middle of the road and i mean there's just you know cars and trucks scattered everywhere pick up carnage so yeah, how well, are they going to uh, well, be able well, to clean wait. that up no you wait no i no, want to find wait. out how did he find out about it he, he just told you he's from a small town no it's a small town but does he do you have like we do where you listen he probably on heard CH, it chp like over the <laughs> cb or something no no like i say it's 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 such a small town we have another town that's about 30 miles uh north of us and, you know, we always say, like, if you sneeze in Caligany, they'll find out about it in Pioch in 15 minutes. Is the road completely blocked by uh, by all the uh, all the carnage? It was initially. They're actually, uh, I found out this morning, they've actually already started um, grabbing up vehicles and actually taking them down towards Vegas already. So are they doing that on flatbed trucks, or are they driving them out, or can they get a crane yeah, in there to upright the uh, uh, cars? they're doing it on uh, flatbeds. I believe, like, you know, big equipment, like, you know, front-end loaders and such are getting them to a more accessible place. What a mess. And yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I went down there, and I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, well, you know, they said there's 33 train cars involved total, and they Whoa. each hold about 8 to 10 vehicles each. And yeah, you so said yeah. there was something like $14 million worth of damage done? Yeah, I was actually uh, doing a little bit of math this morning, and if you take the max that they can hold, which is like 330 cars throughout the whole thing, and even if you just give it a rough guesstimate of 40000 per vehicle, you're looking at $13.2 Which is probably low because it's Gladiators, Denali's, Silverado's, and you right. figure the transaction price of all those vehicles is probably around 40 plus. So, When I went down there the day after as well, after they were kind of getting stuff off the road slightly and went down there and took a bunch of pictures, I mean, I saw Gladiators, normal Wranglers, Rubicons. Um, I spotted a Durango in one of the vehicles. There's a Bighorn Ram. Uh, oh, the carnage of, is uh, way worse than we thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cherokees. I mean, Sierras. Somebody had said they thought they'd seen some Tundras in there as well, but I didn't see any Toyotas at all. So I have a buddy who had ordered his Gladiator who posted on Facebook, I think my truck was on that train, and I find out this week. 
Oh no! So if it was, we'll have to call them. Now, what so that was. What, what? What? The gladiators that were the not first run. What do you call them? The first thousand or whatever. Oh, the, trucks? the first. I think those are first probably edition. all. Yeah, I think those ones are all gone. I heard they're not shipped yet. I heard they were not all. Uh, there was a guy in my office this week. Yeah, who but was you can never believe a story that starts with there was a guy. We already uh, oh, okay, you're right. Good, 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 good point. So when you rolled up on the scene, Josh, were you mortified or had you seen this type of thing before? Meaning, meaning like a oh. train derailment in your area. We've had a few because the, the canyon that they're actually coming through is actually subject to flooding, which is actually what I kind of initially thought may have been the cause initially. But I actually tried to get a message into my buddy who works for UP this morning, and they still have not had a definitive cause yet for it. But it's it's a, it's a pretty bad um, – in fact, uh, UP and I believe BNSF used to fight over that canyon, and UP finally got like – the rights for it, and it's been a thorn in their side ever since. And that's United Pacific Railway, right? Union Pacific. U- sorry, uh, yeah. Union Pacific. Yes. And, and and so, what is it that this this canyon is too windy, or what do you think happened based on looking? It, and at what it? part of the train was it? Was it the middle, the end? Uh, you know, I actually wasn't able to get that information. I know that there was actually some hazmat cars right behind the end of the train cars that held the cars. And they thankfully stayed on the track and did not get Ooh. compromised at all. That would have been a mess. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been real, real bad. But I mean, you know, let's be honest. Fourteen million dollars worth of vehicles is pretty bad. <laughs> so I wonder who carries the insurance. I mean, is that Union Pacific? No, or? it's got to be the carrier. Just like if you uh, ship something UPS, you know, you can get the insurance for it. I'm sure that there's. Uh, I'm sure the carrier, uh, I'm sure, let's just put it this way. I'm sure they are well insured for this type of situation. I hope so. Yeah, you would expect so. Well, that was like, what was it? The Mazdas? Uh, There's a a, uh, A transport that that sunk. Yeah. I can't remember. There's one one that had involved Mazdas and one that involved Porsches. Well, my buddy who works at the Port of Long Beach, I mean, those sea containers will go off the edge every once in a while of the ship. Yeah. And they'll be filled with big screen TVs and and hundreds of big screen TVs or cars will go off the sides and they just pull them out of the water and they're, they're junk yeah <laughs> so someone's someone's insuring that stuff well I would assume. everybody on my uh, facebook and instagram was like oh what's gonna happen it's crushed are they gonna be auctioned i'll buy them as parts vehicles i'm like yeah i don't think it works that way <laughs> yeah i don't know what what do, do you have any idea out. what happens josh you know i've been hearing through the grapevine that they're going to be crushed yeah. um you know the other thing though a buddy of mine sent me a couple of pictures this morning when he was out and about and, I mean, they had, like, you know, the ones that were unrollable on the back of flatbeds with the ones that you could still kind of tow behind that. You know, I mean, it's kind of like the cash for clunkers thing. You would really like to think that they get destroyed and unused, but I've found cash for clunkers cars and pick aparts. Oh, yeah, for, so, for sure. There's definitely a black market of some of those things are, uh, are said to have been crushed and they get ushered out the back door for their good parts. Where did you first yeah. post these photos, Josh? Um, well, actually, I actually first um, shared the photos that I had found uh, on my Instagram. And what happened was, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of the Dirt Every Day show. Fred and Dave. Yeah, yeah our good yeah, friends. So, of course. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I actually know Dave just a little bit. And so I sent him some of the photos on Instagram. Like, hey, man, you know, I'm sure you guys want to check this out. And so he had said, well, hey, you know, do you care if I post one? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I found these particular photos as well. So, you know, go ahead. You know, that's not a problem. Well, like overnight, I ended up with like 100 to 150 more followers than I had the day before. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Including and, us. And, you know, yeah. And so I had to, you know, especially like I said, the next day, run down there and get a bunch of photos. 
and thankfully, again, you know, being in a small town, my buddy who works for UP happened to actually be down there when I came down there. So one so of the guys they didn't chase watched, you off. Yeah, exactly. One of the guys that was like watching over it kind of got out of the car, and I think he kind of told him, "Hey, you know, he's a local guy. He's just coming down to get a bunch of pictures and see the the devastation." And they left me alone the whole like. 30, 40 minutes I was down there. Wow. Well, yeah, I got to assume that they were, they're embarrassed by a situation like this. And if they got some photographer out there shooting photos, they know it's going to be up in the next 45 minutes all across the internet. They can be like, get out of here, boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, again, the benefit of being in this small rural area that we are, because I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen almost anywhere you look it up, it seems like it's the same five photos everywhere. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. and so were those yours, or were those the ones you, you found? Well, there was the ones that no, were posted those, by those the, the sheriff's department. the ones I party. found. Thankfully, you know, being in the photography field, I know trying to pass something off as your own is a big, big no-no. I actually had um, David Freiberg get in touch with me, and he had mentioned that, you know, a lot of places would be interested in photos. So I guess as soon as I could, I got in my uh, my Toyota and ran down there and got as many photos as I possibly could. Got it. So the, the very first ones we saw are the ones that you you, you knew someone and you you found those and then and then you did you send them out to uh, the local Fox affiliates and stuff like that with 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 a, with a watermark on them or what? No, not not yet. I actually, um, to be honest, I've only sent them out to uh, Sean so far. So. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to get them up on you know. uh, four-wheeler and truck tread next Ooh, week. We so. have an exclusive. Yeah, well, right now we do. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. definitely. And, I mean, I got, like, really in-depth. I mean, there was a couple of where you could actually get in and see, like, the interiors of the gladiators. I mean, there was uh, one particular picture that I shot where you can – it's all just mangled train car, and there's one little ripped-open hole, and you can see, like, the right passenger side of the uh, front of, like, a Wrangler just sitting there. Boo! <laughs> was it painful for you to see this? Were you like, did you shed a tear for the, for the carnage? You know, I I would love to tell everybody that yeah, you know what? It was horrible. It was the worst, worst thing ever. Well, it wasn't but, people? I mean, hold let's, on, hold let's on, not go hold crazy on a here. Listen, here's what it was like. It was like watching a train wreck. <laughs> it was like watching <laughs> a train wreck. Not yeah, in real it, time. It, it, you, you could say it derailed my day a little bit. You know? Yeah, hey, well, well done. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, uh, your Instagram is at Killer Caprice with K's, and uh, people can check out the photos there or head over to at Truck Show Podcast or head over to trucktrend.com and fourwheeler.com, and we'll, have, uh, we'll hopefully have the gallery up by the time this episode's out. And, uh, dude, we have to have you back because you and I were talking on the side in uh, – You've actually known Freiberger for a while, and we started talking about LS swaps. I know we've been talking about our LSSO. What does he have to do with LS swaps? Uh, he is a LS swapping expert. Say what? So we got to have you back on to hang out with us and wait, talk wait, LS wait, swaps. Wait, wait, wait. Josh, what makes you an LS swap expert? I just, I need a teaser. Well, so, so far, a while back, um, I got involved, you know, as you can see with my Instagram, it's Killer Caprice. And uh, a long time ago, about five years ago or so, I found a 6.0 for real cheap and put the 6.0 into that. Well, you know, when I put a 6.0 or an LS in anything, you know, you have a bunch of people that can go like to Dirty Dingo or so on and so forth and buy mounts and drop it in or have a shop do it. Well, when I do the swaps, I make and build my own mounts. I do all the harness work myself. Um, me and my wife actually do them together and we actually shave the truck intakes down, so you cut all the junk off the top of them, and then you actually re-like 
they call it plastic welding, but you use like a really high power soldering iron and you remelt the plastic over the exposed holes and then you sand it down, you know, repaint it, smooth it out as you see fit. And I've done that with my 95 Caprice. Uh, me and my wife built a 91 Oles custom cruiser wagon together that was actually on the uh, 3K Hoopty Challenge that uh, Facebook and Roadkill put out. <laughs> Which is awesome. So, yeah. all right, legit then. Wait, well, so, hold, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a, his next project, a oh, 92 yeah. so, Toyota. A 92 yeah. Toyota with an LS yeah, in it? Project. Yeah, so what we're doing is we picked up a 2001 Yukon real cheap recently, and my wife being the awesome car girl that she is, she's like, well, you know, let's buy it, and we can always put a 6.0 in it later. I love so, that. I, yeah. That's so when you I know you met the right woman. A, yeah. Yeah. So, so I ended up coming up on a 6.0 for 500 bucks, and it's sitting waiting for a weekend for us to throw it in that. I'm going to take the 5.3 out of it, and I'm going to put it in that 92 Toyota, which – it's already got a 350 in it. Um, it's it's lifted. It's got 33s on it. It's got a solid axle swap. So it's you know it's pretty set up. And once we get the motor done in that, my wife again like we just come up on these really good deals. Um, she actually ended up with a 1973 GMC Sierra two wheel drive long bed. And the guy is a neighbor of ours who's kind of wanting to get rid of it. And I went over there and said, hey. If we come at you with $700 cash, will you take it? And he said, yeah, come get it out of my yard. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the benefit of living in a tiny little town, you know? you got a, oh, yeah. a few old coots that have just been sitting on relics for, you know, they're a gem to you, for he's like, i got to yeah, get this off my property. Get my boat anchor out of here. All right, so that is a sufficient tease for us to have Josh on yeah, next we'll, time. We'll definitely have him back on. LL swaps. Uh, Josh Jones at Killer Caprice with K's. And uh, Josh, thanks for uh, spending some time with us and talking to us uh, through the carnage of many, many beautiful new vehicles being crushed before their time. No problem, guys. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. It was uh, fun to be on, and look forward to talking to you guys soon. All, All right, right, brother. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Bye. Holman, if this next segment were a newspaper, it'd be like 30 pounds. There's so much news going on. And what's new in trucks? What's, what's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Uh! Ooh, that was cool. That was I, we didn't start at right the same time, but we ended at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that, that was good. Oh, wait. That sounded gross. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, did you hear? Uh, you're not allowed to do that anymore. We talked about this the last couple episodes. Uh, you need a new intro. Okay, but that's my catchphrase. Uh, okay, I'll go with it. All right. Hey, did you hear? All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, what do you want to tackle first? Uh, let's uh, let's go to an Oceano Dunes update. But rather than me reading the news, mm. I've got the right guy to call. So, before we call Jim Sudi, president of Friends of Oceano Dunes, I wanted to remind everyone that Oceano was more commonly known as Pismo. Pismo Beach. Pismo. And Pismo is the last remaining uh, section of California coastline at which you can actually drive and camp on. You guys in the East Coast, you have a lot, you know, hundreds of miles that you can do this on. We don't have any. We got like eight miles or something we could do it on. And they're trying to shut that down. And Holman, you're familiar with the area because you've been shooting magazine covers out oh, there yeah. for decades, right? Yeah, it's an awesome place. Uh, about 180 miles north of L.A., just uh, south of uh, San Luis Obispo on the central coast. And uh, amazing place to spend time to recreate. And uh, The man's trying to shut it down. Oh, not the man. A oh, whole we are. faction of people. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to keep it open, actually. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, when I say we, 
it's not the man in this case. I, I misspoke. It's 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 us. It's the wrong side of us. It's the super the uber libs. Yeah, it's definitely not us. Yeah, we we uh, we have a vested interest in uh, in in keeping it open. And I think I've got the right guy. Instead of me reading the news, yeah, let's call Jim and have him explain uh, where they're at. The update, because as we talked about in the last episode, this past week was a huge milestone for the future of Oceano Dunes. All right, dial. Jim. Hey, Jim. Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Hey, Jim, is it Sooty? Sooty? How do you pronounce your last name? Sooty. Sooty. Fantastic. Jim, we've got a lot to discuss with you, and I know you have, uh, you're, you're on a schedule here, so we'll do it as quickly as we can, but you're an important guy right now in the, in the mix of the Oceano Dunes um, kind of controversy. And uh, as our listeners heard on our last episode, we were talking about everything uh, and all the places you could go to save the dunes. And Jim is the president of Friends of Oceano Dunes. And Jim, a huge meeting just happened this week, and we were hoping you could update our listeners and all the off-road enthusiasts out there about what happened. Sure, happy to do so. Hey, first, I want to say thanks to the huge uh, amount of people that showed up in support of the the dunes. It was a, absolutely a fantastic uh, showing for all. How many so people the, did? How many people showed up, Jim? Roughly? Did, roughly, I want to say about twelve to fifteen hundred. Oh, holy oh, mackerel! Wow. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. It's a great turnout. It, it was phenomenal, and, and there was a, uh, uh, I, I would say, probably a hundred trucks with flags that came into the parking lot. It was just great. Um, so huge turnout. We went before the coastal commission. And uh, uh, about eight hours of testimony, a lot of drama. And at the end of the day, there was a vote. I believe the final vote was six to two in favor of uh, not doing anything and give another year to see uh, if state parks and we, the off-roaders, can uh, make a change in how we enjoy the Oceano Dunes. So we're not, we're not, we haven't won yet. We've won this battle. Obviously, there's still a war going on to to save this as the last place in California where you can, I think, legally drive and camp and uh, recreate on the beach with a vehicle. And maybe talk us through what were the challenges that the opposing side was bringing up, and then where does where does Friends of Oceano stand on uh, on protecting the rights of of uh, enthusiasts and and families and recreation? Well, I just don't even know their beef. Let's get to the core of it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the the simple part of the beef is they absolutely do not like what we do. They do not like motorized recreation on the beaches. They don't like camping out there. That's the that is the their, their basic belief, and then they throw on everything on top of it. Are they Whether, contending that you're dropping oil on the sand, or you're getting your your your? They're they're contending that we're causing air pollution, that we're are uh, affecting uh, sensitive ecological habitats, bad for the waterfowl, things like that. I don't get all, it. All, everything. All, all, all the above. Above. So Let me go down the list, right? So, <laughs> if you've ever camped there, you got to cross the Royal Grandy Creek, AG Creek. They're claiming that we are killing the fish when we cross the creek. They claim that uh, we are creating the, the particle dust that goes blowing inland. They're claiming that we're dumping our sewage on the beach. They claim that we are speeding too fast and killing all the endangered species. They're claiming we make too much noise and do noise pollution. They're claiming nighttime riding is causing harm to the endangered species, the flora and fauna that can't rest in the nighttime. The list goes on and on. So we have to attack each and every one and prove them wrong um, as we go to protect this beach. Are they out there with cameras, at night, with night goggles? Like how do they know, how are they making these claims? 
So a lot of the residents do go out there with cameras. They also go to YouTube and other things and see where people are posting stupid stuff that they're doing, and they use that against us. The Some of the claims that have been made, like the night riding, is only a claim. There's no proof that the nighttime riding is harming any endangered species. In fact, there's a lot of um, evidence to show that nighttime riding is keeping the predators at bay, and it protects the endangered species. People need to realize we actually have a very successful program for the endangered species out there. So we and the Oceana Dunes, with 2 million annual visitors, enjoy camping off-road recreation. We produce more endangered species than the Point Point Reyes Bird Observatory and the Guadalupe National Wildlife Refuge combined. Two areas set aside for doing just that, and we beat them both because our OHV dollars are invested in protecting the snowy plovers, the least turns, predator management. So it's a, it's a fabulous uh, thing that's taking place. And there's seasonal but, closures, too. You know, it's not just one area. There's We actually are active in, in, you know, essentially giving away some space during certain parts of the year to protect those uh, those species that are out there. That's right. That's, and that's truly what balanced land use is supposed to be about. you got to give a little and get a little. Unfortunately, we've been giving, and we got to knock it off. There's got to be a no-net-loss philosophy. Uh, no-net-loss space. It's basically, if you got to close an acre for something, you've got to open up another acre. You know, a lot of environmentalists want to take away all these lands, and, and over the years, whether it's Glamis or whether it's Oceano or whether it's, uh, you know, land out in the desert, whatever, the reality is, is you actually do more damage. The more you corral off-roaders into a tiny space, the more damage that's done in that area. And so what's happened over time, the inverse of what they say they want to happen actually happens because... They don't have a balanced approach. They keep taking away and forcing everybody in these smaller and smaller and smaller areas. Right, and that's done by design, right? They, If they corral us in a small area, then more things happen, and it causes more uh, mayhem, which they can use to point to as a weapon to try to close us down. And right, you're, and you're talking uh, re- recreational accidents or more ecological damage, and they can say, oh, well, you know, look at the the you know cryptobiotic crust over here that all these tires have gone over. Look at all these eggs. Cryptobiotic that crust, by the way, well, it's, it's a thing. They're playing uh, Lollapalooza. <laughs> you know that? Yeah, cryptobiotic crust. <laughs> if you've ever gone out to Moab, so you, you've heard about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> My punk band. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. are these? Uh, uh, so Jim, are, are these the residents, or is this the coastal commission, or the combination of thereof? Because you've been able to go onto Pismo Oceano Dunes for how many years now? Be- before the residents have been there, correct? Oh, absolutely. So those are not familiar. The Oceana Dunes, formerly known as Pismo Beach, uh, is documented, well-documented over 100 years of off-road recreation out there. In fact, Jerry Miller is still a resident there. He's claimed or credited for developing the first dune buggy. My family's been going out there for nearly 60 years. So long tradition and history. We previously had uh, 20 miles of beach and 15,000 acres, and now we're down to 1,500 acres. Uh, less than six miles of beach. So we've already given and given and given, and uh, we're holding the line and we're saying no more compromise. We really want to believe in and enforce a no net loss philosophy. You take an acre, you give an acre. It's so similar to the people who move next to an airport. The airport's been there right. since the 19... For 70 you know, years. 70 years. And they, and they go, noise. oh, this is too noisy. Like, you you asshole. Yeah. You, you moved into <laughs> a next to an airport, and now you want them to change their flight schedule? Right. And and, and it's the same. You look at, uh, you know, our friends over at Bandemir Speedway in, in, uh, in Denver area, right? The same thing is... is uh, urban sprawl is encroaching on a track that's been there for decades, and then people are complaining about the noise. It happens everywhere. 
it, yeah, we're, uh, I have good friends out in the Central Valley at dairy farms. and People are moving in and then complaining of the smell of the dairy farm. Uh, it, it just gets old. But that's exactly what's happened here. Urban sprawl has taken over huge developments on, on ancient sand dunes. And uh, then they're claiming, uh, complaining about the wind and the dust, even though it was in their disclosure statements when they bought their home. Absolutely. And by the way, sand dunes are made with wind and dust. I'm not sure if anybody <laughs> recognizes that. And if we're looking at the fiscal impact to the community, I guarantee you if those two million visitors disappeared, uh, there would be a hell of a lot less uh, jobs. A whole, a whole hell of a lot less tax revenue. They would sell a lot fewer Oceano Dunes refrigerator magnets. Yes, they would. <laughs> <laughs> so so the businesses did come out in, in strength, the, not only the Chamber of Commerce, for the, the various local uh, uh, cities. There's, there's five local cities there, and they all came out and spoke. Several of the businesses. It's estimated $243 million economic impact, and roughly 3,300 jobs will be lost. So it is significant. Plus, you get the, the other effect. So the, the people nearby within a 200-mile radius are selling the toy haulers and the, and the ATVs and the spare parts and the repair. They're, they're also screaming. Well, think about it. The, the rental big... services, the repair facilities, you know, the grocery stores, the, the permitting fees that you give the county and the state. I mean, when we go up there for Four-Wheeler Magazine or Truck Trend Magazine, when we're shooting a Four-Wheeler of the Year or Truck Trend of the Year, and we have to go get photography permits and state permits, and mm-hmm. we have to have a monitor, and we have to pay the rangers to be there so that we can get awesome beach photography of you know you know water over the hoods of, of these brand-new trucks. Well, that's a lot of fees, plus the hotels you stay in and the restaurants we go to when we leave the dunes that's a lot of economic impact and the fines you have to pay after running around naked because i i know remember what happened that one time with you and that other guy no that that didn't happen that's actually not true that scared the endangered species right there absolutely it also keeps predators away though as it turns (laughs) out yes it does now jim are are you are you in the mix of of uh, off-roading meaning is that your business what do you do day to day like you don't stand to profit off of this in any way you're just Mm -hmm. like you said your family's been doing this for 60 years right Families were doing this. I gain absolutely nothing. Um, I work in the defense industry. I actually manage nuclear propulsion power gen for U.S. Navy programs. Um, so I'm just an avid off-roader who's basically given up the last 18 years of his life to try to keep this place open. We Friends of Oceana Dunes is a 100% volunteer organization. A single salary is paid. They can research all our tax records. We're a 501c3. All the money goes to keep the park open. All the money is really going to the lawyer. We're in about six lawsuits right now, and we envision having to file a few more. Is there anything – how do I phrase this? So you've got the local people, that Southern Californians, Northern Californians that come down, people from the Central Valley. They all stand to – to they want to keep this thing open. But what does someone in Nevada or Arizona or Tennessee have to gain by helping you keep this open? What precedent does this set – if the Coastal Commission shuts this down. You know what I mean? Like, why do I care if I'm in Kentucky about this cause? So this is huge, and everybody needs to pay attention for several reasons. The the Oceano Dunes or Pismo is a crown jewel. If they can shut this down, it will set a huge precedent. And then these these environmental groups then are going to focus their attention in other locations. And they're spreading out. Slippery yeah, slope. They, You're basically, if they win, they have a blueprint. Of how to yeah, go close up. So they're going to go to Idaho and do the dunes there, and then they're going to go to. They're already trying Glamis, right? They yeah. shut more than half of Glamis down. I mean, right? it's it's right. this is a this is a slippery slope, and if it's public lands, then it should be public use. And if you're not going to have like what Jim was talking about with a balanced approach, then you're shutting out people. You know, here's here's a perfect example. 
Uh, in California, the state law says that a bicycle is a motorized vehicle, right? Uh, a wheelchair is a motorized vehicle because it has wheels and you're not just on it. So what you're doing is you're taking away from disabled people going out to enjoy this because they can't have a motorized vehicle, you know, things like that. That's this type of slippery slope. Are you sure about that? A bicycle being a motorized vehicle? No, you a can moped. Get a D- you can get a DUI on a bike. Well, yeah, but, but it's not a motorized also- vehicle. You're hitting a very important point. The American for Disabilities Act, ADA, specifies that we need to provide similar experiences for those who have disabilities. We have veterans coming back that want to be able to go out and enjoy the dunes or the trails, and we need to fight to protect their their rights just as much. Also, this is an off-road culture, our OHV culture for enjoying the outdoors with our family and friends. Our culture is just as important as any other culture, and we need to work together to protect our culture and our cultural resources. So here's what we're saying about the Coastal Commission. <laughs> and listen, there are, there are good people who have, you know, uh, their heart is in the right place, but there are also people that hate us. Well, we, <laughs> who, we, we who talked about this. Right. On the last episode, we talked about this. We wanted to find where this was rooted, right? I mean, m- the Coastal Commission was was founded in people who genuinely love the ocean and, and, and the pre- ocean-going environments. Right. right. But it's gone it completely goes sideways. Right. Yeah. In the fact that your old shop in Long Beach couldn't have a sign that faced the ocean or the fact that they wanted to keep residents of Huntington Beach from having fire pits uh, in summertime or, or whatever because of air pollution and, and all that. So how could you imagine going to the beach and not being able to have a fire with your family and friends and roast marshmallows? And, you know, it goes all the way up to shutting down land, giant swaths of land that we would go and recreate, right. uh, recreate at. Um, okay. Jim, how how do we go forward? We have another. We've bought ourselves another year as enthusiasts. What needs to happen in that year, and then what can people do to help? Right. So we are working with. Uh, the, we're establishing a uh, high level off road coalition, bringing all the other off road leaders together to go fight this. We are working with state parks and others. I'll be in Sacramento with state parks on the 29th. We are trying to get all the user groups together to make sure we are promoting responsible recreation. I'm asking state parks to increase the law enforcement to do things out at the park. We're basically on a probation probationary period for a year. We got to clean up our act, pick up our track, make sure we're doing things safely and work together. And I need people to help us, right? Again, we're a 501c3 tax-exempt corporation. They can donate on our website at oceanodunes.org. And all that money, 100%, goes to pay the lawyers and the scientists and the specialists to keep this park open. So we're, we're dedicated. We're set up. We've got a great lawyer. We need the funding, the backing, and we're going to go kick some butt and protect our beach. It's interesting that you, you talk about like um, Florida, New Jersey, you can drive on the beach, you can do a lot of things that you can't do here. And I think a lot of times people assume in other parts of the country you can do those things in California. And you, you can't. You, you used to. You used to be able this to. This is the last place that you can do that. And does it bug you, Jim, that the whole California is becoming like a real thing? We hear it on the show every once in a while. We get an email. You know, we're, we, we talk trucks, so we got a lot of people from the heartland who, um, you know, they look at California as setting trends, but many times too aggressively in the wrong direction. Oh, that's absolutely true. California, unfortunately, is going so far left. Um, They have a a very uh, progressive agenda and uh, they want to talk, uh, eliminate the urban sprawl um, and set up the wildlands. They want to take back land from us and limit our property rights. Uh, It's, 
sad. I'm a, I've lived here my entire life, and uh, I'm even contemplating whether I want to retire here and spend the rest of my life here. You know, a lot of people say that. Both uh, Lightning and myself are, are lifelong residents and, you know, born and raised, and uh, we love our we love our cities. I have a tattoo on my shoulder that says what? What? Read this right here. Yeah, that's, what does that uh, say? That's your Long Beach tattoo, isn't it? No, no, no. Yeah. This one right here. What no. does this say? I don't know. It's really hairy and faded. It's not hairy and or faded. <laughs> Cartoon does one. It says West Coast for Life in script. There you go. West Coast so, for Life, and yet people it, they always ask us. They're like, "Well, when are you going to leave?" I'm like, "I don't want to leave." Like some sane people need to be here. They and are turn the literally lights off. <laughs> making us fight to stay yeah. somewhere we love. Yeah. You know, and, and it's hard. I mean, we own homes here and we pay taxes here. And, you know, it's it's everybody seems to have more rights than we do, whether it's uh, somebody who's here illegally, whether it's uh, somebody who's who's chosen to be homeless or whatever the case is, or it's an environmentalist that doesn't like that, you know, our way of recreating, even though you have, what, 400 miles of California coastline that that is protected that you can't drive on in the six miles <laughs> that we well, we hope to spend time on, they want to take that away from us too. It's, yeah, it's this hard. represents less than one half of one percent of the California coastline. One half of one percent. I mean, come on, guys. Come on, come on with the come on. Seriously. Yeah. So if if you are moved by this, and and whether you're a California resident or not, head on over to oceanodunes.org. As Jim was saying, the reality is 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 this is the blueprint for them coming after something you love, and and with. <laughs> you know, the internet and social media and all those things, ideas travel a lot faster now and people are able to, to organize and, and, you know, um, band together. Let's make it us organizing and banding together for our rights rather than the other side banding together with ideas on how to take those and rip those from, from us because they are rights. We, we pay the taxes. We live here. We should be able to enjoy it. And we want families and, and people uh, from other states to come to California and enjoy the same things that we enjoy. Come on down. But be respectful, and uh, again, oceanodunes.org. Get some more info. You can also donate and volunteer. Absolutely. Jim, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We wish you uh, the best of luck with this. We're going to be fighting with you. And, um, and we hope you'll come back on. We, hope we, the we next would time love we, to get an update for yeah, sure. Updates or the hey, next I'd love to come back on. I want to learn about your other tattoos as well. So, <laughs> uh, How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Jim City... President, friends of Oceano Dunes, uh, an amazing place, and uh, working hard to keep it open for everybody. So uh, check out oceanodunes.org. And, and Jim, hopefully next time we talk, there's a good update. And, and if there's anything you need from us or our audience to get the word out, just uh, give us a shout, and we'll have you come back. Thanks, guys. Greatly appreciate it. All right. All right talk thank soon. you. Thanks, Jim. All right, bye-bye. All right, as you uh, dig into the news, I'm going to get in my... Dig into a burrito? Yep, I'm going to dig into my... Oh, you put That's your a... trash on top of my burrito, you Oh, well, there are two moron. bags. Well, no, no, right. moron. You were the my... one who put the bag in the middle my of the Del center console. burrito here. Okay, uh, no. you read You're and going gonna eat. to eat. People are going to hear you eating. No, they're not. I'm going to turn my mic down. Oh, so then you're not going... I... Oh, do I get this whole part of the show to myself? No, I'm going to chime in. Okay, well, the mouthful of burrito or what? Mouthful of burrito is playing uh, Coachella this year. Are they playing also with uh, cryptoatic soil? Anyway, all right. uh, Did you hear that? uh, (laughs) Did you hear? Did you see? Did you, I always forget. Did it, is it did you hear or did you Did see? you hear? Okay. Well, last one we said, did you see? <laughs> and then we switched but it. I, but I don't like that one. You I like, feel more comfortable with did you hear. Hey, did yeah. you hear? Yeah. Uh, no, I B- didn't. What? BMW created a Honda Ridgeline. Um, next story, please. It's it's <laughs> interesting. It's mm. off uh, the new BMW X7, uh, which has the most garish grill of any modern vehicle I've seen in a very long time. That's a hammerhead shark with its mouth open. Or a uh, uh, angular butterfly that's giant. 
An angular butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. like a chamfered I, butterfly. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's really bad though. Huge. Anyway, wait a minute. Have you seen the seven series though? The new seven it's series. Pretty bad. It has the same grill. So when I was in uh, it's a- England, at I Heathrow love, Airport. I love BMWs, but not the at Heathrow rock. Airport. BMW uh, is like a sponsor, so they have like a bunch of displays of vehicles and stuff around. Do you walk through the entrance? Through a grill, you know, they you could you throw. They had you know how you go uh, through those like uh, walkways with the moving you know the tunnels with the moving walkways, mm-hmm. and they have the big ads on the wall. Mm-hmm. They had like car sized ads of the new BMW grill front and center. I kid you not, it was probably three feet by four feet large, and it just looked even bigger. You could walk through the louvers of the grill, yeah, you know, right into the airport. Yeah. It's so damn big. So uh, BMW brought a one off X seven. You know what it is? Truck. You know what it is? No, BMW is following suit with Chevy. With the, with the front end of the Chevy. Like, the just r- ridiculous. You don't like that Chevy uh, grill at all, do you? Uh, that's not true. That's not true. It is growing on me. I, I was like, not. Uh, hold on. Wait, 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 like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a canker sore. Okay. No. I was not one of the people that were outspoken. I did not do the. The, the memes? The, the green sick face emoji <laughs> yeah, every uh-huh. time I saw it. I'm not that guy. Okay. I was, like you in the beginning, I was ready to jump to a conclusion. And very quickly, you uh-huh. said. You know what? I'm going to wait. And it looks I'm better gonna in person. Let, I'm going to let it grow. It early. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Yep. Um, and you also cautioned me. You said, look at the high country. Yes. So I did that. Yep. I think that there are a lot of bow tie lovers that are going to be, are, that are freaked out by this. I am not one of those. I think okay. it will grow on me. I, we're bearing the headline here, though. The steering wheel is centered. <laughs> I mean, like, who cares what it looks like? I, it, well, it's, it's nice to drive now. People don't know that the steering was not centered on the older version. I don't believe that. Well, only if it weren't for you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, BMW took an X7 and did a one-off X7 pickup truck. X7 is their new full-size SUV mm-hmm. um, and obviously isn't going to make production or anything like that. But they did it for the uh, motorcycle show. Uh, I think they call it, is it Motorrad? Um, yes. I know that Mo- Motorrad. Yeah. Yes. I'm just agreeing because I've seen it. I don't know how it's pronounced. I can smell that burrito from here. Well, I'm not going to talk to uh, tell our listeners what you did a few minutes ago with your rear end in here. So Motorrad Day's motorcycle exhibition, and um, it basically lops the back off an X7 SUV and makes it look just like a Honda Ridgeline. It's, uh, okay, let me just put it this way. It's not horrible looking. Um, it's got in, some interesting detailing. It has like a wood floor to the bed that kind of reminds you of like yachting. Mm-hmm. It has a uh, re- yachting. <laughs> it has a really nice uh, BMW. Looks like maybe a GS in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I don't know. Well, turn it this way so I can see, please. That's oh, you almost knocked your drink over. I almost did. Let me see that. Mm, scroll up. Okay. I mean, Do you know what this is? It's a Honda Ridgeline. It's a Honda Ridgeline. It looks with, like a BMW with, with twenty-two inch wheels. That's what it is. It's just, um, it's not a pickup, guys. We need to talk to the girl, and I forgot her name, but she has millions of views on her YouTube channel. No, the Tesla 3 pickup the truck Tesla girl. 3 I have uh, reached out to her, so oh. we'll see if-, uh, if uh, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll see if she uh, wants to come on the show. So the cargo box with the teak floor, overall length of four and a half feet with the tailgate closed, and 6.6 feet with it open. Mm-hmm. It's Tanzanite blue. Uh, you can put a 500-pound F850 GS Adventure motorcycle in the back. A team of 12 engineer trainees turned the X7 into this custom pickup in about 10 months. 10 months? 10 months. Uh, creating a fully road-legal machine in the process. According to BMW, the team plans to take the X7 into the mountains for some adventuring. Here's the thing. It'll sell. If it, they made it, it will sell. Nah, I don't know. Well, I guess if they could sell those 
ugly freaking like four by four all wheel drive coupe looking things. Do you remember when oh, they came out with so the horrible. X5? But do you here, remember the X5? Uh, the, the X5, the X5 makes sense. A BMW. But do you remember the like, backlash I, with the X5? Do yeah, you remember the backlash thing, that I, no, Porsche same, had? Yeah, but do you remember the backlash no, when they stop. came out with, when the There's Lamborghini not, came out. It's not the same. How about the it's, Bentley? Nope, it's not the same. SUVs are huge. Uh, unibody they, pickup trucks are not. Uh, and okay. by the way, if you're Porsche and you came out with the Cayenne, and all the purists were pissed off. The reality is, is that's the most profitable vehicle, and guess what? You're getting badass 911s out of it. So shut up. Let people have their Porsche SUV while you're still getting a 911. Hey, kids, shut up. That's like the Jeep, Jeep thing. <laughs> oh, you watered down the Grand Cherokee, and you watered down this and that. It's like, you have a Wrangler. There's no more XJ. You have a Wrangler that has solid axles that is phenomenal. Stop it. Let the people have Jeeps that aren't, <laughs> your, in your word, real Jeeps. Because guess what? If those didn't exist, your brand wouldn't exist, and your love of that vehicle would be in your past. Oh, they don't care because they already have the one they love. Well, that's not it's true. It's already in their garage. Well, why are they complaining all the time? Because they are complainers. Well, make them stop and <laughs> make them not I'm make I'm going to write an angry worded letter. Uh, harshly worded, I think, right? Uh, harshly worded. Harshly letter? worded? I, I don't know. Angrily we're, we're worded? We're stealing Bean's phrase, so I don't uh, know. Yeah, maybe. All right, so anyway, they're going to take it to the mountains. I hope there's lots of paved roads because mm-hmm. this thing is super low. And I'm only and, I'm almost running out of hot sauce over here, so keep, what, keep, keep what, going. What hot sauce do you have there? Uh, this is the Del Inferno, the uh, orange. Oh, I like uh, I like Del Scorcho myself. Uh, I do, too. It's got a little sweetness to it, which I'm not a fan of, so I, oh, I opt for the orange, uh. the orange uh, little packet. Uh, sad to uh, announce that uh, industry... Icon Lee Iacocca passed away last week. Uh, you may remember Lee Iacocca as the man who saved Chrysler, but also the man who invented the American pony car with the Ford Mustang in 1964. Was he responsible for the K car? Uh, he was. Yeah, and that, that, w- that sucked. That, that well, K-car. but do you remember his famous line? And the LeBaron. Do you remember his famous line? K car saved the company. Whether you liked it or not, that car saved the company. Did it really? It did. And do you remember what he how, said? How so did it save the company? I mean, it just it was so popular that it- Yes. Okay. And he had a very, he was the first, amazing first. Leah Iacocca has a book. Uh, buy it. Read it. It's fascinating. If you love anything about American You're business- You're not the first person to have said yeah. that. I've heard that from many people. American these- marketing and American business. Here's what's fascinating about Leah Iacocca. Lee Iacocca was the first CEO who was a pitchman, which is really huge. Never before had the guy who run the company come out from the shadows to be the pitchman. So they're typically um, just behind the scenes right. uh, bean counters. They're not the face of the company. They're the guy running the company. There's no time. Lee Iacocca, when he passed away, had a SAG card because he did something like 69 commercials or something like that over his, the course of commercials. And if you remember- FC Screen Actors Guild. He has a famous quote that said, if you can find a better car, buy it. And that was how he convinced Americans to go look at Chrysler vehicles. And Mm -hmm. um, he had been at Ford, and he was, I believe, uh, fired by the grandson of Henry Ford and then went over to Chrysler. See, I'm just – I have a a tainted view of him because I have told you about my family owning the station wagon. Uh It was a certified lemon. And so my worldview of of Chrysler product has always been skewed. Well, it says that – Lee Iacocca was implicated in the disastrous recall of the 71 to 76 Pinto. Um, and uh, <laughs> implicated. That, the Pinto fiasco <laughs> and Iacocca's feud with Henry Ford II. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird. To, I'm going to see a Pinto fiasco tonight at the Roxy. <laughs> There's a lot of bands on the show. Led to his firing for Ford in 78, and then he went to Car- the Chrysler Corporation. So I guess it was uh, Henry Ford's son, I guess, would be Henry Ford II. Anyway, uh, he became president of Chrysler in September of uh, 79, and then made one of the greatest uh, corporate revitalization efforts in probably the history of uh, corporate America. When did he get out? Uh, He got out in 1992. But before he got out, 
You may remember that he courted uh, the U.S. government to the tune of uh, $1.5 billion in 80 and $1.2 billion in 81 to save the company, got loans, right? But Chrysler paid back the loans early in 1983, and that's when uh, Lee I. became a part of the fabric of Chrysler's commercials and things like that. So did they set the precedent for GM doing that later? Well, I think uh, there was always the... There was always the stigma of they got a corporate bailout from the government mm-hmm. and uh, and being a private company, that was a pretty huge deal, right? Um, but he paid it back early. He made a point to pay it back early and that saved the company. And so through that, those loans, they were able to keep the company solvent and R&D and come out with new things and everything. Uh, people won't know that his name uh, was actually Lido. Lido? Lido. Iacocca. Iacocca. And uh, he was a sales guy, and I believe he's uh, doing like sales calls, and he was, you know, f- calling people on the phone. He realized that Lido and his last name together were so many letters. He just said, I, I was from that point on as Lee. <laughs> it's just easier for people to know me as Lee. So he went from being a lowly salesman to the head of one of the most revered country, well, companies in the world. Multiple companies. I mean, he was the uh, president of Ford for a while, too. Yeah. So he has a long history. Um, so the takeaway is sad day for the automotive uh, enthusiast. Yes, he uh, he will be missed. There are a lot of people uh, in my friend group uh, who've worked for Chrysler that uh, had really touching notes uh, uh, about their experience with him, and he was uh, well loved. Not all CEOs and presidents that we know are well loved, but uh, Lee Iacocca uh, passing away last week. And then, uh, hey, you know that little Roxor, the uh, the Mahindra, I guess you say Jeep like. We can't really call it a Jeep because that right. would be wrong. Uh, apparently now they're going to put an automatic transmission in it. So how's that thing selling? Do we know? I, I know that they've good. got quite a quite a PR machine working yeah. for them, but I don't know anyone that owns a Roxor. Uh, I know a few people, but then I'm in the magazine enthusiast side too. So the last time I saw them promoted really heavily, I think it was at Sand Sports Expo. Yeah, because it's not. What is the issue with the uh, the, the the deal? Not an issue. But what is the deal with a the Roxor? There's some. It, it doesn't have full crash protection or something like what? It's well, more no, of a, it's, it's in the UTV space because okay. Jeep would not allow them to bring it to the market to compete against Jeep. Okay, so you can't register it and all Jeep, that kind of stuff. Jeep would not allow them, right? Because it's a it's a distant cousin to essentially what was maybe a CJ5. Post war, Mahindra was was building these under license for Jeep in Southeast Asia. I see. I and, did not know and that. And so it has a direct lineage to Jeep. But because it hasn't been modernized like a Jeep JK, JL or whatever, it's still an old, you know, essentially a, like a CJ with some mix of other things in it uh, and kind of took its own, uh, I don't know, uh, branch of the family tree. Um, it can't have a seven slot grill and it can't say anything about Jeep and all those things. And it can't compete directly with Jeep. And if they were to put it in the market at dealerships uh, as a, uh, you know, something for the highway over the road vehicle, then it would infringe on those agreements, patents, licensing, whatever the case is. So anyway, it's in the UTV uh, class. and uh, Looks just like a Jeep, though. I mean, it really does. Yeah, it looks well, like it's a, because, but it's a little smaller. It's, it's a, a CJ5. Yeah. You know, a long, a long wheelbase CJ5. It's like, kind of like a Scrambler, I guess. Maybe even like a... Uh, a long wheelbase. You know, it's just the, it's a mix of stuff. You see some CJ7, some 5, some things of change. What over market time. are they going for? Because the guy UTV. Oh, if you're going to no. get a UTV, you're going to get no. a lot. No, you're, if, think about this. Most UTVs are a tubular frame, plastic body side, CVT transmission, blah, 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 blah. This is for the guy who needs real utility. It's a body on frame. It's built like a truck. It's it's tougher. It's a oh, little so diesel. Oh, so this is the rancher. The yes. Guy. Okay, all right. Hunter, gotcha. rancher. So Not the guy who's going to get 12 feet of air. No, he, this isn't the guy going to Glamis, but if you're a hunter or rancher and you have the need for something to go explore the back 40 to go do what you want to do and you don't need to register it on the street, this is probably a perfect little vehicle for you. So anyway, they're uh, they're pretty cool. 
I uh, what, what what do you suppose the market is for something like that? Because again, I think that if you are an enthusiast or uh, or you're a, you got a ranch, then you've got a new Ram truck. Or you have yeah, but you don't want to take your new Ram truck out in the mud. And I know that. And all so that. that for that reason, you've got a Rhino, or you have a Can Am. So you're, you're replacing your Rhino with this guy. So solid axle, leaf sprung, simple body on frame, rugged. It's but not, you're hauling ass, and I don't really. see Are this. you hauling ass if you're a rancher with a bed full of tree trunk? Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm contradicting myself. A deer here. on the back. Yeah, okay, all right. I don't know. I I feel like you have again you. You've got a you've got a rhino with the uh, the camo print. Okay, so how much is uh, is one of those? Oh my God, they got to be eighteen, so, right to twenty two. So these start with the automatic transmission starts at eighteen nine nine nine. Okay, so you're getting a real vehicle. You're getting a real vehicle, right? And now I'm also curious because if you think about it, if you are in Arizona and you can license it as a UTV mm-hmm. and drive on the street, maybe <laughs> something like that. Uh, so anyway, uh, Mahindra rocks are uh, now available. Oh, and you get the back seat as well. So you add a couple of passengers to it. Most of the uh, side-by-sides have. I would like to hear from you guys. If you're familiar, a lot of people are scratching their heads going, I've never heard of a Roxor, R-O-X-O-R, right? Roxor. Yep. Yep. If go, just Google it, pop right up. They got a great website. Look at it. Explore it. Tell us. I really would like some feedback. Would you consider this or would you rather buy a, a side-by-side? Also, keep in mind, uh, those of you who are familiar with tractors, Mahindra is a huge manufacturer of tractors in the U.S. Same Indian company. Right. And, uh, well, same yeah. same parent overarching company. parent company, but right. different silos. So, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, or, or the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Speaking of uh, Five Star Hotline, why don't mm-hmm. we get into some voicemails? All right, let's do this. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the Five Star Hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the Five Star Hotline. Five Star Hotline. Lightning, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to call back. I know it's the third time in a row calling. You have a Mini Cooper. It's okay. I drive a TDI. I'm a truck guy through and through. I got a bind. I had to buy a car. But I have one question for you guys, and this is directed towards Mr. Holman. Do you own a truck, Holman, or do a bunch of companies just let you borrow them for a while and then you give them back? <laughs> so, ladies, make sure you defend yourself a little bit in this small car market. And remember, you're always a truck guy. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Oh, Wait, no, no, no. You, I you, appreciate that. No, you can't He's say my brother. Oh, hold on. He's you can't say out of one side of your mouth. Oh, it's okay not to own a truck. And then, oh, but do you even own a truck? Because it's like, wait a minute. If I didn't own a truck, what would it matter? Because I would be just like Lightning. Right. Yes, I own a truck. I own a 1967 F100. And I own a Jeep Wrangler, mm-hmm. a uh, 2012 JK. And I also own a uh, bicycle. <laughs> yeah, you do. Have, <laughs> you have quite a few bicycles. I like bicycles. But you don't have a PK Ripper like I do. I don't have a PK Ripper. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. That's like the BMX bike the with famous, the big tire, right? Yeah, the, the tire famous BMX. Stars and Straps yeah. uh, edition. Yeah. yeah and who cool. gave that to me? Who? Travis, Travis Barker. Yeah, I figured. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, who gave you your recent uh, truck? Oh, that's right. Nobody, because you don't have one, oh. but people give me trucks all the time. Well, so, uh, yes, okay. uh, Mr. You, you, what are you driving right now? Hey, You're did. driving a Ram. I am driving a Ram. I got a Ram Rebel. Uh, Steel yes. Spring Rebel. That is it's through the company. Pretty nice. So here's and the thing. a uh, Land Rover Discovery in the driveway. So. I have the luxury of stealing trucks from work. 
Uh-huh. So yesterday I was driving a uh, 2018 uh, Ford 6.7. Uh-huh. Uh, the day before that I was driving our Dually, our early model 6.7. Uh, and next week I will be driving our uh, Duramax LFIP. Uh-huh. And it's a 20, 2018 as well. Sure. So I, I do. I am spoiled that way. So yes, I drive the Cooper occasionally, and I am. Well, I do you have registration episodes. in your name that has a truck attached nope, to it? No, sure don't. Okay. At this moment, I don't. I oh, suck. I suck enough. giant donkey balls. Well, yep. I don't know how you would do that. Do you, <laughs> do you even have a donkey? Uh, no, but I'm going to rent one and <laughs> suck. <laughs> hey, Lightning and Holman, Peter up in Northern California calling in. Uh, just listened to the last episode and wanted to say thanks to you guys for uh, mentioning the fight that's going on down at Oceano to try to keep that place open for, as you said, recreation. We've been going there for a lot of years as a family. My little ones love the place. We love the place. It's a really unique place to just camp and drive on the beach and go out in the dunes. So hopefully the commission keeps it open and we can kind of keep up the fight to keep the recreational vehicles out there. But I want to say thanks. The more exposure that it gets, the more people that write in, call in, write letters, the better it's going to be. So I appreciate it. Keep up the good work, and we'll hear you on the next one. Bye. Fantastic. Well, fingers crossed that uh, Jim and the group up there are yep. successful. Yep, we got another year. Truck Show Podcast. What's up, fellas? My name is Damien from Louisiana. Um, my wife and I just bought a 2019 Colorado uh, Z71 uh, two-wheel drive, and uh, we got a really good deal on it, which is why we bought the particular one we did. And the truck is, is fantastic. But um, we recently had to bring it in for uh, transmission repairs due to the transmission shutter that they have, apparently. Um, and the loaner we got is an LT package, and it rides so much smoother than the Z71. That seems kind of backwards to me. Can one of y'all explain why that is and what I can do to get a little bit better ride out of that thing? I thought he was going to say goodbye. Yeah, he was yeah just apparently he's just going to go on. Well, so here's that's, the thing: is that's uh, easy. I was just explaining that I was driving our uh, 2018 L5P. Now that's the big brother, 6.6 liter Dur- uh, Duramax diesel. Ours is the LT is the Z71 package, and it does ride rough. And we had a customers that I was I had to take him out to lunch and do the thing, and he had an LT, and it rode super. Comfy. I wouldn't say super comfy because even the Com- LTs ride kind of rough. Comfier, comfier on the big truck. He's got his Colorado. Simple, uh, and I'm assuming you have the same. The rental's the same vehicle, so I'm assuming you had a crew cab and you got a crew cab, uh, or you have a extended cab and you got an extended cab. Uh, but it's all, all the suspension. All things being the same, there's a couple issues at play there. Not necessarily all in the suspension. No. The Z71 has more aggressive tires with a, with a uh, uh, harder sidewall. Um, for impact protection and off-roading. So you have a more durable tire, which definitely gives you a trade-off in terms of ride quality. And then also uh, the shocks. You've got a monotube shock that's meant to prevent bottoming out. The suspension is probably stiffer on the Z71. It's meant to take those big impacts. The LT, I can't remember. I think the LT uses a monotube shock, definitely a lot softer, uh, and has road uh, over the highway, probably a a highway tread HT tire on it. Um, I haven't checked the specs on those in a while, but I drove a... Uh, Colorado uh, Redline Edition uh, last year back uh, across the country, and uh, so I, I can tell you, yes, the uh, the non Z71s and non ZR2s definitely ride smoother. I wouldn't call the Z71 bad riding at all, but the it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. Um, so s- simple answer: you can swap the shocks out on it, put a less aggressive tire on it, and you can get to ride just like the LT. Holman and Lightning, Lightning. Did you hear? <laughs> this is Ben from Sevierville, Tennessee. Just following up with you to let you know that I think I won. Now, I'm not sure. Maybe you've got something in your back pocket, but um, 
I traded in the old 1996 Accord, and I did a twofer. Uh, I got a, a TJ Wrangler, a 99 Wrangler, and I got a 98 Ranger for 500 bucks. <laughs> wow. And when I got the 98 Ranger for $500, I thought, you know, it's just so easy. It's so easy to get a truck. Oh, no. You have to have 500 I mean, bucks, though. Really? <laughs> anyone who loves trucks doesn't really have an excuse. <laughs> I see where this is going. Especially somebody who likes mini trucks or, or says he likes mini trucks. <laughs> I'm not naming any names, but boy, trucks are just everywhere and they're so darn cheap sometimes. <laughs> anyway, I'm loving every minute of it. And I just hope that someday you'll be able to as well. As do I. <laughs> Thanks for everything you guys are doing on the podcast airways airways electronic waves sure anyway have a good day guys bye <laughs> i i can't argue with that. i uh, can't argue with that either you know but i'm i just don't i i don't really want a 500 dollar trunk but yeah maybe i, I need to have I, something well, i don't think the point was uh the point the was they're plentiful yeah they are oh, they are plentiful <laughs> yeah i'm sorry what's up guys so guess what i just got in the mail it's i got Declan. your 37 Hi, stickers Oh, we got our stickers. I got 37. I don't think I'm going to be able to hand them all out. And I, my mom, she says it's her car, but it's not really because she doesn't give a crap about it. Like, it's had a power steering leak for at least the last two months. And now it's to the point where you can't drive it down the driveway. So my question is, the motor's a piece of He's never gotten it fast enough to where you can count the gears. <laughs> they didn't know you could get a five-speed manual. Well, the car is a 2005 Saab wagon, 9.5. A 9.5. Well, problem, Declan. Yeah, that's Station the issue. Wagon. It sucks. Don't it has an automatic. Instead of a five-speed manual, this would be awesome. Seems like European cars. No. <laughs> Even though it's still a crappy-ass car. I want to put a 24-valve Cummins in it. <laughs> and put hood stacks on it. Oh, that would be <laughs> just epic. to make it a daily driver. It would that's reliable. flatten that car. Yeah, I mean, no way I could do think. it. Well, no, um, you, you could do it. I bet you're uh, yeah. six, seven ways more than the payload. So, yeah. yeah. Peace out, guys. And yes, it is lightning than home. Is it lightning? So. Thank you, Declan. Yep. Declan's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if he puts a. If he puts a uh, a Cummins engine and a sob. He, he might come back alive. <laughs> He's gonna, he'll be my hero. Yeah. Oh, man. I think uh, it's time for Inbox. Email time. You email. Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. Holman, are you just going to shuffle them or are we going to read email? I'm dancing. <laughs> oh, the, dude, the, the intro actually faded before you had them ready. Perfect. Okay. I mean, that was on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Who's starting? You uh, are you. starting? I'm starting. Oh, I'm starting. Okay, good. Uh, this one is called Tremors, and it's from uh, Trevor. So he says, I loved that movie as a kid, mainly because there were so many scenes with a cool truck. Hey, what is that truck in the movie Tremors? 
And this goes back to the Ford Super Duty Trevor package where you immediately went to worms in the ground. <laughs> because they're giant, uh, yeah, giant like prehistoric worms in uh, the middle of a field. And they couldn't get out from the house uh, to their neighbors to be saved because there's giant worms coming through the cornfields. I whatever. think I have the answer in our mm. next uh, email from uh, Jeremy who says- Wait, what? Oh, oh you're going to tell us what truck uh, they were? Yeah. Okay. He says, uh, what up, guys? Tremors is one of my favorite cheesy movies of my childhood. What's not to like? Giant man-eating worms? Mediocre acting? A trusty- Jeep J truck ah. rolling on some old school Mickey Thompson tires and Reba herself with a small arsenal in her basement and a clean K5 blazer. Reba McIntyre? Y'all need to watch it. You'll hate me later. Later, was, was Jeremy. It Reba McIntyre? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, man. It's been so many years since I've seen it. This one's from Yuri. Hey, Lightning and Holman, look what I spotted on a trip to Mother Russia a truck reincarnation of the venerable Lada Neva 4x4. I don't even know what he's talking. Look at this picture. Okay, so hold on. This looks like a dear God. I don't. I don't even know how to describe. <laughs> it's almost this. like it's a very old boxy Volkswagen Rabbit pickup truck it as does a look extended like, cab. Yes, it does look like a. Volks- uh, that's the closest I can think of uh, of describing it to someone who isn't seeing that atrocity. It's but, clearly an early uh, Honda Ridgeline, but it, it's a two. <laughs> it's it's a two door with like an extra cab. See yeah. this photo right here. Uh-huh. And the uh, Lada King cab. <laughs> what is this right here, Holman? Look on the back. Is uh-huh. this a vent where the where a third window would be? Uh, I would imagine that's a vent to feed the rear-mounted engine. I have no idea. I don't know. And I, then I don't know has, enough about Lada. Look at this headache know. rack he has covering the the back window. But there's right a tonneau, so who knows if he covered? What's he happening with this thing? That but it's got is some, wild. It's got some uh, some early Toyota feel in here. Hey Yuri, if you're uh, hearing this, uh, shoot us your Instagram, and we'll uh, put the pictures up and uh, tag you. Uh oh, I got a I got a bad one here mm. uh, from Ben. Uh oh, suckage level. Oh no. Ugh. Lightning and Holman, it is with great regret that I send this email. I thought you were better than this, Holman. Oh, I know what he's talking about too, and I totally did this. Oh no. In the last two episodes, while speaking on four topics, you've referred to the current and upcoming generation power stroke as the seven three. Yeah, I did. I was fast talking about the seven three gas engine yep. and said seven three power Six, stroke. Seven. Yeah, yeah. As I'm sure you're aware, this is incorrect. Being the current updated power stroke is a 6.7. I will cut you a bit of slack, being you were speaking about the gas options for the Super Duty also at the time, which will shortly include a 7.3 gas engine. Yes, it will. However, I believe an apology is due to every 7.3 power stroke owner out there. It's just not fair to get everybody's hopes up like that. Stop reading email and apologize. We are deeply sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> he says, if you did indeed apologize, I will grant you five, five stars. Sweet. Thank you very much for the apology and, and for well, the five stars. Hold on. He says, as always, guys, great show with outstanding content. Look forward to it every week. I just couldn't help but make sure you stay honest. Make sure you mount those parameters. Oh, wait. I was ready. more closely. From our friend Ben. There you go. This one's called Sean's a newbie from Trevor. He said the Super Duty Tremor package can come with a 7.3 gas or 7.3 power stroke diesel. Womp womp. Laugh out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Oops, was that, who was that from? That Uh, that, that was Trevor. Trevor, yeah, Mm -hmm. Trevor keeps us honest too. Uh, This one from Brian says, hey guys, Brian from Canada here. Just listening to episode 76 with the guy inquiring about the Raptor conversion. I believe Ian did a similar conversion on Extreme 4x4 a few years ago. Also, it was me who mentioned the Hellcat Gladiator swap. Looking forward to that guest interview if you can make it happen. Thanks again for all you do for us listeners. And that was uh, with the guys over at uh, America's Most Wanted 4x4, which we're working to have them on on a future episode. 
2020 Chevy 2500 HD LT is the subject line of Kevin Hart's email. Boys, I love the show. Started off by listening to your HD episode with Ram and Chevy about their new trucks and was instantly hooked. I'm in the process of deciding between a new 2500 Ram or Chevy HD with the diesel. I went back and listened from the beginning and every week and I can't wait to hear more. So, oh, wow. Thank, thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, Holman, I need your help with the new 2020 Chevy 2500 HD LT. Mm. I'm using the new builder online, and I found out that I cannot get the HD surround vision, which I saw in one of their trucks uh, with the very first drive they did in the past few weeks. Please tell me this is a mistake on the builder because I want the HD surround view, which you can get on the Ram Lone Star and Ford XLT. Please reach out to your folks at GM and ask about this because I want the Chevy, but if they're not going to offer this in the LT trim... I will be moving over to Ram. Either way, keep up the good work and five stars. stars. Uh, good question. I believe that it will be out. Uh, it should be on the LT. Uh, might be late availability, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see if we can find that answer. You got to do a little you. reconnaissance. Got to do. I got to call a couple people. Okay. Why did I just hand you that email? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm asking you to give me the email from him. Oh, so you can so do that some research I can on it follow up okay, on it yeah, and not forget because I will. Okay. I will forget, and we need to take care of our listeners. Uh, right. I got one here from Tyler. You're folding that and you're putting it in the trash. Yeah, nope. Uh, <laughs> no, my laptop. Uh, it'll fold in the clamshell of my laptop. Okay. Tab. Love the podcast. This is from Tyler. It says hi, guys. My name is Tyler Coates from Silv- Sylvania. Not Transylvania, just Sylvania, Ohio. Like the light bulb? I guess so. I absolutely love the podcast. Found you guys through some posts on Instagram, and I own a 2004 F356 liter. Not sure what you guys think. This is a loaded question uh, about this engine, but please give me your input. Thanks, guys. Tyler. Uh, Tyler, it's actually a great engine after you go to our friends over at Bulletproof Diesel in Arizona and upgrade with all their stuff that makes that engine reliable. Once you fix all the cheap uh, uh, factory stuff to the aftermarket stuff, you will have no issue with that motor whatsoever. There are other guys that work on that engine as well, right? I mean, yeah. just Bulletproof is the most they're, they're the what They build a whole business around six liters, and they know six liters inside and out. And right. if you're having issues, go see them. They'll fix it. Once uh, those six liters are all upgraded, they're great. Hey, does Bulletproof sells their parts uh, to to other dealerships, correct? I, I mean, have so, no idea what the business okay, model is. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Well, here's well. I, I know the guys do fixes for those trucks all yeah. around the country. So we know that the Bulletproof products are good. So yep. call them first, and maybe you can buy the parts and have them shipped to wherever you are. Uh, you also have a uh, Bulletproof episode. So go back in our previous episodes. You hear uh, Jeff Dillon from Bulletproof talk about basically all the things they do for those six leaders. There you go. Barn Fine, maybe, says RB. Hello, Lightning and Holman. Listening to your Barn Fine episode reminded me of this vehicle. I don't know what it was. Some kind of Jeep, question mark. But I can count on two or three fingers the number of times I've seen one in my life. This one appears to have a camper shell. Here are a couple of street view images. Maybe your barn find guest would be interested. Now, this looks like a diesel truck with, oh my God, this, I don't even know how to describe this. I've also seen one of these. Holman, uh-huh. what is this? That is a Jeep FC, a 150 Jeep or 170. FC. The Jeep FC is a forward control. They were originally built on like a CJ5 chassis with the cab over the front. And those are actually really interesting because there's a big weight behind the rear axle to make sure it doesn't tip over when it's uh, when they are Are you uh, serious? Yeah. yeah. A Jeep uh, FC. Fred William at Dirt Every Day owns a blue diesel one. Um, uh, if you go back to some of the Moab concepts, uh, they built a JK-based one. Uh, Mark Allen, his group over at Jeep Design, built one a few uh, few years ago, which is super awesome, by the way. One of the weirdest things to wheel ever, because you are sitting on top of and in front of the front axle, 
and his the the Jeep one was on 37s. So when you're going downhill, you're you're dragging oh the God. front bumper, and there has to be a weight in the back to keep you from tipping over forward. It's the most unnatural uh, thing that you'll ever do. But uh, uh, basically, RB, if you uh, if you Google Jeep FC, it'll come up, and you'll get all the information that you want about that weird obscure vehicle from Jeep's past. So there you go. We got one here from Alden who says, uh, "Seen this the other day." A six. Wait, stop right there. You can't say seen this the other day. You can say I saw this the other day, or I have seen this wait, wait, recently. Wait. You can do that, but are you giving him permission? Did he need to say, "May I"? What? May I? Of course, he can say that. No, he can't. You shouldn't. He just did. Don't. You shouldn't is different than you can. Or you, you cannot. I mean, yes, you actually can say it. I'd prefer okay. that you didn't. Don't okay. type the words. Listen to me, people. It takes you down a few notches on the IQ. Don't say the words, I seen. Okay. No, stop. He didn't say I seen. What did he say? Seen this the other day. It's almost as bad. It's <laughs> I saw this the other day okay. or saw this All the right, other day. All right, Professor Lightning. Had to take a picture. Do you guys have a beef with this? Or is it, it can't just be me. This is something. Stop. Don't move on. This is something that's been bugging me for years. I'm turning I your started, mic off. Nope, your mic's off. This is something that's been bugging me for a long time. You can't, I will you grab can't your mic and take the show away from you. Stop lambasting our audience. Yes, that was uh, two points for lambasting say, today. Don't say I seen. Okay. Stop geez, it. Why are you so sensitive with I seen's today? I Travel been, the country. Talk the blue collar dialect, it's my friend. Ingrain in, in yourself. Lord knows I'm not perfect. Everyone who listens to this show knows I'm not perfect, but uh -huh. I'm doing my part okay. to keep us- This is Lightning's at, PSA. Yes. Okay. My public service announcement. All right. Please, please, people. Alden, I'm sorry. I I'm going to fix this for you. I have seen. You can't just say, I seen. I saw the other day. Are you okay? Any blood pressure medication? What's happening over there? Jeez, you'd think these are tiny houses I or love something. this. What's his name? Alden. Alden, thank you for writing. Thank you. He's going to give you one star. Don't even. You sure you want to say that? You sure you want to go there? No. Thank you for writing, Alden. I appreciate it. I'm just trying to help you. Okay. All right. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Moving right along. He says, I had to take a picture, and since I started listening, figured you'd appreciate this. Had to stop and talk to the guy. It's a Dodge 2500 with a 1500 crew cab grafted to the back. Yes, it is. It is awful. The frame was stretched using an international frame. The back fifth wheel is a mobile stage, and the whole side flips down. Also, by the way, this is, imagine a uh, three-door per side, so a six-door dually ram. Yeah. Except instead of having like the middle door be square uh -huh. to match, it's the A-pillar of a truck, and then a new truck sprouts out of the front. Wait, wait, no, no, I can't fit. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Okay, there's no way that anyone <laughs> can that? picture Yo. this in their head. No. So, okay, here's how you do it. Let's say you take the cab of a truck, uh -huh. and you remove the windshield, okay? Then you take that cab, and you move it back. You, all right. No, 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 no. This is how you do no, it. No, 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 I, wait, I got so it. You take it. the I got front it. of a truck. Yeah. And cut it behind the B pillar, behind the front doors. Okay. And then you take another truck that's yes. a crew cab dually. Yeah. And you cut the whole front end off in front of the windshield. And then you mash those two together. Yeah. So now because the second set of doors has the rake for the windshield, yeah. you have to build a structure over the top to make it one cohesive cab. Yeah. So you have the front door of a truck. The second row is, again, another front door of a truck. And then the third row is the rear door of a truck. We have to share this because... 
even with you describing it, it's not possible right. for anyone to visualize I, this. I will ask, uh, I will email him back and see what his Instagram is and if he doesn't mind us sharing it. Uh, he says, uh, also, this podcast has ruined all other podcasts for me. I learned about your show from the Muscle Car Place, and I've yet to yeah, go back buddy. to any other podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, he says, uh, I will say I'm more to classic and muscle cars, but grew up playing with pre-runners. I still daily a pre-runner, a uh, ranger, when I don't have to tote the kids around on Super Duty. Thank you for producing a great show with awesome guests. Uh, P.S. Only on episode 23, working to catch up, and while listening to the podcast in the truck, my son pointed out, truck rhymes with... <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. Oh, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, yes, it does. Well, if he's only at 23, he won't hear your rant, so hopefully uh, he will love us so much uh, that you won't destroy him by the time he gets to episode 77. I already feel bad. We haven't even posted this show yet, and I already feel bad. Oh, that was, was a heck of a him. rant. Jeez. But how, you have think. Listen. We I rail pool. against Hold I on. rail against tiny trucks, and you rail against headlights. Hold on, I rail against headlights. We're on the road here. Uh-huh. We carpool to the studio. Yeah. We truck pool. Sorry, and <laughs> we and you. You're we're going down the highway, and you're bitching and moaning about people and stuff like that. We all have our gripes. I just think that if I can help people and just point something out simple, guys comes up to me, goes lightning, you got to drop some LBs. You're looking a little hefty or something. I go, that was me, by the way. That was you earlier today. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that sucks. It's painful. But you know what? You'll I, take your medicine. I, I will take my medicine. And I'm telling you that something that's very simple, like some, some grammar, right? Where are you will, going will, with It will help you. It will help you. I'm trying to help everyone. Okay. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're so helpful. How about we help ourselves out of this awkward situation by uh, reading some reviews? Uh, are they okay? <laughs> God, do we have to? Yes. All right. How about this one from uh, uh, HSTWX Man? Says, very informative. Love all the truck news. Keep up the great work. And five, five stars. stars. Uh, we've got <laughs> five star review. Five stars. Uh, we have one from Chaka from Chaka Fudge. Chaka Fudge? Yeah, the Chaka Fudge? That's the name. Chaka Fudge is playing the troubadour this <laughs> yeah, evening. Are you going to come with me? I will. No? Okay. I will. Uh, only if you don't uh, mess with me on my grammar. You can buy their uh, concert shirts. They're all brown. <laughs> he says, I learned stuff and laugh. Never thought I'd learn so much about trucks mm-hmm. and laugh along the way. And five, five stars. stars. And then we also have uh, OESNM says, Dr. Pepper and a glass bottle of goodness. Listen every week while I work. Great entertainment and information and... Five stars. All right. And uh, how about Duramax Colorado? Best auto podcast. He says, love these guys. Wait, wait. His handle is Duramax Colorado? It is. Ooh, bitch. He says, love these guys. Listen to Lightning for years on K-Rock. Great to hear him again on the interwebs. This show is awesome. Great content. Great guests and interviews. I never thought I'd be glued to an hour and a half on Leaf Springs, but these guys put together <laughs> one heck of a show and five stars. Leaf Springs. Oh, true. That's, that is true. When All you right. look back at it, you're like, really? We did yeah, an hour and a half did. on Leaf yeah. Springs. I know we, we had did. Scott Bourne from Deaver. It was awesome. <laughs> it was like, if you never knew, Leaf Springs were so technical. Yeah. Well, uh, that and portal axles. People were like, did I seriously uh, just listen to yeah. two hours about something it, I had never uh, thought I about? I never knew. Yeah. Portal right. Yeah. Uh, 83 Blazer on 42's writes, never sucked. Guys, I've been listening. Listening since episode one, ooh, an OG, and have loved every minute. The Gala Sode was the greatest podcast ever. You keep trips from Placerville, California to the Bay Area once a week bearable. Couldn't do without you. Keep it up and more off-road content, please. My parameters are mounted. Yeah. Mounted, And that's from our friend Nick, and that's five stars. All right, and we got Fuel Driver 1203 Frank says, using my fiance's iPhone to leave a five-star, best informative automotive podcast there is, and... Hashtag no squish. Thank you. Wish they would come out more than once a week, but I look forward to my Monday mornings for their new episodes. And that's a five-star review. And 
Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right, we got uh, one more from uh, Julius Nathan. It's Amazeballs. He says, uh, Lightning and Holman never cease to entertain while also providing a wealth of knowledge. Definitely my favorite podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. And again, that is five stars. All right, well, that was the show. <laughs> it, was, it was a show, or was it the show? I felt like it was pretty damn good until I had that little... Um, Ex- explosion? The explosion I couldn't Are you in. low on uh, sugar right now? No. I mean, I just had that low Mr. Pip. I feel like I'm cheating on Dr. Pepper because I had the Mr. Yeah, Pip. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. Mr. Pip's not the same. <sighs> listen. Listen, listen. I'm listening. There are some things that I cannot contain. <laughs> Right. There just are. I've watched you. And this is my outlet. There are certain things about you that- um, Are annoying? Are, well, that are uh, <laughs> hair-triggered, let's say. Yes. And once you go, you just you can't stop. I can't not see cars without their headlights uh-huh, on the, that's, on that's the highway. Yep. And I can't not hear, I seen. <laughs> I want you to think about it for a second. Does no, it, I don't it doesn't, need, does, I don't, doesn't bug you? It doesn't bug me at all. So a guy's in the office, and he's talking to you, and you're, you're having coffee uh-huh. at the coffee machine, whatever, and he says- um, so yesterday I was out in, uh, in Moab and I seen this guy and he was and he was you know he was doing this thing. Doesn't bug me one bit. It doesn't no. really. Why? Why should it bug me? I don't know. I can't not hear it. I I get. Well, you're deaf though. Like you're literally going deaf. And what your eyesight is to, failing. What does that have to? <laughs> your senses are all failing. No. You. I don't what know does why that have to? So no. Wait a minute. That. I said I can't not hear it. It's not like I'm I'm ignoring well, it or I was well, too no, deaf to hear. No. What I'm saying is I'm amazed that you can't not hear since you can't hear anything I say. I do. I hear everything you say. Unfortunately. Uh, only uh, with your headphones uh, up to 10. They are on now 11. Yes, I, <laughs> yeah. I took a Sharpie and I made 11 I and I cannot, turned it past. I cannot believe that that supports the volume that high. I must yes. sound distorted. Do I sound different when we are back in the car driving home? You talk to me in the car? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently not. No, oh, I can't hear you. you know, if you, you are. You're the perfect road trip mate because I can sing to the radio and you have no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no, uh, so let me tell you this. I got a quick aside. All right. So I, I hired a new guy at work and- there was no more space in our office. Where do you work? Uh, I work in a, an office about the same size as this room uh-huh. right here. And so, listen, uh-huh. there's no more space in our, our larger office. So probably, I don't know. What is it? You're, you've been in there. You're splitting your office with It's him. like 60 foot by, I don't know, 40 foot. So oh, got Pretty good size. Thought, yeah. Mine's a little off the size of the studio. And so I, ha- I said, you know what? I need this guy badly. Know where to put him? I'm going to put him in my office. Uh-huh. So I face one corner. He faces the other corner. That's awkward. And where's no. your whiteboard? Can I still write things? Uh, on the it? whiteboard's still there. Okay, so yeah. you can have penises galore <laughs> all over the place. By the way, penises galore is going <laughs> up at uh, Coachella. Yes, they are. <laughs> so they're playing the outdoor stage. They haven't made it yet <laughs> right, to right. the main yeah, stage. They haven't grown. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. That's what she said. Oh, exactly. Okay. okay, moving right along. So then he eats a lot of like either uh, apples or Tuna granola fish bars. in the microwave. In no, none of that. Nothing smelly. Okay, good. Nothing cool. smelly. But for whatever reason, and I came from a radio station, there's always music on the overhead speakers. Always. There's always ambient audio. Sure. And at this company, there is silence. Everyone's just focused or they're wearing you know, headphones on, mm-hmm. earbuds. Ignoring you. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. No. Good. More, more power to them. But in my office, I don't wear anything because I'm used to having my space. Uh, that's a little too much information. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Okay. And so- all day long, You're chasing I'm listening. Away predators. I'm listening to turn off the uh, air conditioning for one second. Just turn off the AC. There you go. So about four times a day, this is what I hear. Yeah, that's gross. I had to turn off your mic just to really yeah. emphasize. Hold yeah, on, listen. Hold here we go. I'm here we go. Off my headphones now. And it's the strangest thing, as if he's sitting next to me. This guy is, um. 
He's not the disgusting guy at all. Very clean, very proper, uh, uh, keeps to himself. The whole, but for whatever reason, every bite of that apple, it's just... You are not endearing yourself to people right now. <laughs> you just you are not endearing yourself to people one bit. I think it's time we have to end the show. All right. I for, for good? I just <laughs> for think, good? I little... think we just need to Ladies get out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of the Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> With lightning. No. Wait, really? It's just Coleman? I don't know. Ah, damn it. Don't tell me how you feel, but you can email us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or uh, hit us up on our socials at Truck Show Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we want to thank Nissan for sure, because or, without uh, whom, we wouldn't or, be doing uh, what... Tr- at Truck Show on Twitter. What happened? Yeah. Why do you... No. At, at Truck Show. How many times do I have to scold you for saying Twitter? At truck show on twitter i think we're up to 50 people (laughs) i don't want you to spend any energy on twitter please please just instagram and facebook truck show podcast and thanks to Nissan Art for the sponsor for putting up with our shenanigans and a uh, another i don't know questionable episode do they have a good warranty uh, they better on for a show like this. <laughs> well, what happens if you bring us to the uh, service department and try to claim your warranty? Do they give you another podcast? Nope. They kick you in the shins and make you leave. Uh, so. You have to get out now. Yep. Unless you're there to buy a Nissan Titan Frontier NV van, uh, hit them up, uh, NissanUSA.com. Mm-hmm. And if you need a storage solution for that brand new Nissan, you head right over to Decked.com. Not only do you buy a Decked drawer system, but you go to Decked.com dot com slash truck show and enter to win and you enter to win a trip for two all expense paid to hang out with us august 10th here in la at the five star right sorry what is it the 500 five star review meetup what yeah, are we calling sure, it again? that sounds good okay yeah and uh, if you go to our facebook page at truck show podcast make sure that you are sweet peace we can get a head count for uh, food and all that kind of good stuff and hope to see you august 10th so thank you to nissan thank you to deck they're both going to be here and both supporting the show oh wait 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 hold on hold on stop yep. i'm just yep. now on the facebook page oh on our event yes on the event page yep. and he got uh joe from uh, Silmar, california uh-huh. just rsvp'd and said loves lightning rant i'm in see you august 10th are are you sure Nope, just made that up. Oh, because I, because I was going to say, I, the one I saw yeah. just said, uh, can't wait to see you guys there. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone help me. Guys, I seen the suckage meter. You've pinned the needle on this episode.